awaken people to their identity. And um, we also just uh, have a heart to equip and empower people. Uh, Wake is all about movement. So, yeah, I want to see a revival movement. I can't wait for the day that I got to call my wife and be like, baby, send more clothes because I'm in an extended revival. Can't wait for that. But I think what's even more important is impacting people but also empowering people to rise up in who they are and, 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 and for them to discover what they're called to do and for them to go after it. So that whenever we're gone, they're prophesying, they're praying, they're reaching people out in the streets, they're influencing the political realms and the business world, and and they're taking some of the stuff we imparted into them, and they're taking it, and it's affecting what they do in the political realm, the business realm, on the streets. You get what I'm trying to say? And that's the movement I'm really looking for. Amen. And so that's a little bit about Wake Ministries. A little bit more about me really quick. Uh, outside of just loving Jesus and, and loving my wife crazy and my seven-year-old son who's at home in PA, uh, I love to hunt and fish. So uh, I do. And so if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, I apologize, but that's what I like to do as an extracurricular activity. It is fun. I love the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know how many of you are fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. Probably maybe, oh, there's my family. Good job, y'all. There's my beautiful wife. I married up, praise God, and uh, there's our beautiful son, Landon, who is seven, and he is just gorgeous, and I love him. He is uh, playing pretty much every sport. He's already an All-American and a superstar in my eyes, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but the most beautiful thing in that picture, besides my beautiful pearly white teeth, (laughs) right, uh, is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, man. So uh, right there it is. Love the Eagles. Come on, somebody. Here's a Philadelphia Eagles fan in here. Thought so. Uh, but anyways, see, Caleb don't even have enough guts to raise his hand. The little baby is. My buddy. Come on, somebody. Uh, they didn't make it. Uh, but how about those Redskins? Uh, that's right. We forgot about them. But uh, anyways, uh, man, uh, I better just keep moving on. But I do love the Eagles. I love the hike. love the outdoors. I love to eat. We were at O'Charlie's tonight, which was amazing. Honey drizzled chicken with broccoli and a sweet potato, mashed potato thing that was out of this world. And then I got this lemonade, okay? I thought it was like a strawberry lemonade, and I gulped that bad boy, not realizing there was fizz in it, so it burnt my throat, but it was still good. (laughs) So you got to go to O'Charlie's, amen? I don't get paid to say that, but you really do. Um, But I should. I should, right? I should. But uh, anyways, guys, it's an honor to be here. I'm so... um, honored to be here. This is home for Kirsty and I, you know, so to speak. Uh, we're licensed and ordained. Pastor Doug is like papa to us, is a papa to us, and uh, he's on our board and uh, leads us, guides us, and directs us and corrects us. Well, corrects me when needed, you know what I mean? Because my wife's perfect, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one that needs corrected, but uh, anyways, love uh, Papa Doug, and I love uh, Mama Cindy, and uh, we send our love to her tonight. But it's an honor to be here, and I'm excited to just jump into what the Lord put on my heart tonight. Um, let me, I, I was going to say that like we serve a peculiar God, but he's actually more normal, and we're actually the ones who are peculiar. Especially if we're out, like our lifestyle is out of alignment with him. Like he's normal. He's normal. Even though, yes, he's awesome and out of this world, literally, <laughs> And he is peculiar in his own way, and he's unique, and he's all-powerful. And I don't want to take away from his divinity, but, but, but God's actually within himself more normal than we are. Does that make sense? And, like, we're the ones that are actually, if we live a lifestyle out of alignment with God, we're the peculiar ones. 
And I know he says we're peculiar people, but I'm talking about like when it comes down to it, he's the one that's normal. We need to line our lives up with him. And, in, and instead of trying to tell God what's normal, we need to let him tell us what's normal. We need to line our lives up with that. Is that okay? Um, if it's not, take it up with him. So I was going to say like God's a peculiar God. And so some of the stuff I'm going to release tonight will be peculiar. It's still going to be peculiar and crazy, but he's a little more normal than we are. He is normal. <laughs> he's like, we think it's abnormal what he does. He's like, this is normal. What you're doing that's outside of my will is abnormal. Get into what's normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the way you should live, right? And um, the reason I'm even setting it up with this is like the Lord gave me a vision. And how many of you are so glad we're not caught in the radio stage anymore, but we can actually turn on the television and watch the Redskins lose? You know what I mean? But how many of you are thankful and grateful for television, right, for visual, right? So, like, God will speak to us audibly, right? God will speak to us in that still, small voice in our spirit. How many of you know he'll also show us visions, right? Abraham was caught up in visions, and some people believe that he was, like, an, was having an out-of-body experience, you know what I mean? And he was caught up in a realm with God, and God was awakening him to something that he God wanted to become Abraham's reality, right? Paul has visions. John had visions, right? And so when I was in worship today, and I'm not saying you guys aren't familiar with visions. I just want you to know they are biblical if you're not familiar. You think that's peculiar and odd, but God calls it normal, right? And so <clears throat> I was in worship today, and as I was worshiping, and thank you guys so much for leading us in worship. Can we give a round of applause to the worship leader? and the team. But as I was in worship, the Lord showed me two visions of angels. And when you were talking about angels in the room, it engaged me in the spirit with the one vision that I had with these angels that are still in this room. Okay. Now I don't pursue angels, but angels are a reality. Amen. And they're part of God. They're an extension of God. They're ministering spirits sent from God to us. And I saw these angels in the room, and, and the first set of angels that I saw, they had these sledgehammers in their hand, and they were breaking foundations. And I said, Lord, okay, why in the world am I seeing a sledgehammer and them breaking up these foundations that other people were walking on? And I'm about ready to release a prophetic word that will be political, but also for the corporate body. And I will say political because I believe it's, we're going to see it in the political realm. We're going to see it in the government. We're going to see it in your local region. We're going to see it in churches, and we're going to see it in individual lives. And this is what I saw. The Lord said, Ryan, I'm exposing every foundation in this season that has not been set by the Holy Spirit. I'm exposing every foundation that has not been laid or set by Holy Spirit. And he says, this is a season, okay, that those foundations that have not been set up by the Spirit, so therefore they're not empowered by the Spirit, are going to crumble. And people are going to have a moment of grace to vacate those foundations. If they don't vacate those foundations, they'll crumble with it. We're going to see this in the political realm. I know we've seen some of it. We've seen corruption exposed and things being bro broken up. I'm not here to get political and talk about sides here, Democrat or Republican. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here to say that there's going to be more exposure from the White House to the local mayor. 
Amen. There's going to be exposure of foundations that have been laid by the wrong spirit. They're going to be exposed in the church. They're going to be exposed in marriages. And that's not for us to freak out. It's a bad day for hell, not for you. And God says there's going to be a moment of grace for people to repent and for people to step off of those platforms, so to speak. Those foundations, those mindsets that laid a foundation But that mindset and that foundation was set by the enemy, not God. He says, I'm going to give grace and I'm going to give you grace to repent from those mindsets and walking on those foundations. He says, but there will be people who choose not to and they'll crumble with it. What that's going to look like, I have no clue. I just know it's not going to be fun. Amen. And, and, and I literally saw this. It's, it's in Joshua. I believe it's chapter 6. Remember how the walls were set up. Amen. And, and, and no one was allowed in and no one was allowed out. The Bible says they were so thick people lived in them. Come on, somebody. There is things people are living in that are not set by God. They're, they're living in realities and realms that are not what God desires. Amen. And, and, and so here it is, um, and, 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 and some of this, man, it's God's grace that wants you to get out of that lifestyle, get off of that foundation, because you'll crumble with it, right? There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end's destruction. Who do you believe is the author of what seems right? The enemy. There's a way that seems right to a man. The enemy loves to minister to human reasoning. And human reasoning always disqualifies God from the equation. So there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end's destruction. And there's always grace for this, where you change the way you think and you step out of and off of, like you step out of realities and off of foundations that were set by the enemy and now put yourself in alignment with God in his reality. Because those who are led by the Spirit, they're sons of God. And listen, when you follow Holy Spirit and allow Holy Spirit to set the foundation and the path that you're supposed to walk, when you live a life following the Spirit and walking on the path that He lays, you live a life of alignment. And one of the things that I hear for 2020 is alignment. If you want alignment in your life, you must follow the Spirit of God. Because Holy Spirit illuminates and reveals to you the wants, the intents, the realities, and the realms that God wants you to pursue and live in and have become a reality. Does this make sense? And it points to abundance and it points to life. But if you continue to live in the realm that have been set by the enemy, there'll be destruction, there'll be killing, stealing, and destroying. Does this make sense? I believe there is certain actions that, of course, are not led by the Spirit, and God will give us grace to step out of those actions, repent, and change the way way we do things. And I believe there is corrupt actions that have been laid out by the enemy. People believe it's okay, but they're partnering with the lying spirit and don't even realize it. And they're doing what seems right, but the enemy's a liar, leading them astray, They're believing it's right, but it's wrong, and it's leading to destruction, but there's always grace. Does this make sense? And part of grace is opening up to you, and tonight we're going to talk about this in just a minute. Opening up, making us aware of the realms that we're to pursue, to walk in, and to become. 
But before we get to that, I needed to expose this. There is foundations that I believe the weight of God's glory wants to break before they break you. He's going to give you grace and say, vacate that. See, listen, there's people that are doing specific things because it seems right. They don't see destruction in their future. They're just overwhelmed by a temporary blessing. Doing things that they think are okay, but don't have the hand of God on them and don't have the blessing of God. And they're following down, they're going down a path of destruction, but God loves us and wants us to repent and change course. Before we fall to the crumbling of the foundation that I believe God's going to break this year. Does this make sense? There is people like, man, I've had stories when I was a pastor of people who were living lifestyles outside of the will of God. Family was praying for protection. They continue to spit in the face of God in righteousness and holiness. Walk on a foundation that was laid by the enemy and died because of it. Died because of it. And then the family comes to me and says, Ryan, I don't even know why I'm here. But Ryan, like why? We prayed for protection. Can I, and, and, and like why did this still happen? I was like, they, can, they, they chose to stay outside of the umbrella. Of, like, they chose to stand outside of, like, outside of the umbrella of God's protection. And they were exposed to a, such a thing like this. And God was breaking that. And they got caught up in it. But there was probably moments of grace for them to vacate that premises. Does this make sense? There's mindsets that God wants to break because those mindsets are laying a path for us and we're walking and we don't understand and realize how destructive it is because we're so blinded by the lie. And one of the ways God wants to break the foundation is He wants to expose the lie and have you break up with it. And I saw in the spirit these walls falling. And like God's like, I want these walls to fall. I want you to vacate these foundations and these paths. I want them to break. I want to break them off of your life. Because I, I don't want them to drag you down with them. They know eventually their future is going to crumble. And they want your future to be crumbles and destru- destruction. That's what the enemy wants. So the enemy tries to convince you that you're there, but God's grace reveals to you you're on a path, you're on a foundation that's weak. It's not set by me. It's not empowered by me. Therefore, it's not blessed by me. Do you know one thing that's taking people out in the church today? Weariness. And you know what weariness is? In the, in the Greek, in the New Testament Greek, weariness means spiritless. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, Ryan, weariness sets in an individual when they continue to do something or pursue an assignment that I didn't ordain for their life, therefore I haven't empowered their life to carry it out. But they still try to do it within their own strength. They deplete their strength. Now they're weary. And I can't tell you how many good people have been taken out by weariness. But God has given us grace saying, vacate this thing that I haven't called you to. Let me make you aware of what I've called you to and pursue it. And you'll be empowered by my spirit and burnout won't be a part of the equation. Does this make sense? It may seem right. And this has got to be the spirit of God. I feel like God's calling me to do this. And we exhaust ourselves doing something. And we're anxiously doing it without prayer. 
and we're doing it, and the enemy's like, man, and he makes you think you're on the right path for for a season, and then he starts to show you you're really on the wrong one. When things start to crumble, does this make sense? I don't even know why I'm here, but I'm here, and I just kind of like it. I had a dream not too long ago, and I'm going to move on to the second thing I had, vision-wise. But I, 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 uh, I had a vision, or a dream, I guess, vision, of, and I won't go into all these details, but one of the parts of the dream was I was in the basement of a very familiar church, and it wasn't this one, praise God, right? But I was in the basement of a very familiar church that I'm very well acquainted with, and they had a basement. They don't have a basement, but in this dream, they did. The Lord started speaking to me about foundations. And guess who was running rampant in the basement? The spirit of Jezebel. I, had to, I was fighting the spirit of Jezebel in my dream. And my wife in the dream detects the spirit of Jezebel. And she said, no, like almost like because like Jezebel was like hitting on me, very seductive, manipulative thing. And I'm rebuking it in the name of Jesus. And like I just ended up ignoring it and left my wife take care of the rest. <laughs> oh, baby, you got this. I got to move on. She's nothing. Go for it, baby. And my wife is everything. He took care of it in the dream. I'm like, come on, girl. But you know what the Lord said to me? He said, Ryan, that church is walking on a foundation that is set by the spirit of Jezebel. And he says, Ryan, I am pleading with them and giving them several opportunities to vacate those foundations before it crumbles. But they were so wrapped up in the lying, a lying spirit, they think they're okay. And the enemy's trying to convince them that they're okay because he knows what their future will look like. But God knows as well. Do you know that's why God gives you the prophetic? Listen real quick. Do you know that's why God gives you the prophetic? God loves you so much that he wants you to change direction. So he reveals to you what he's calling you to. And it exposes the path that you're on that's leading to destruction. And he's crying out in the prophetic, turn and come this way. This way will end in destruction. What you think is right, what you think is okay, isn't. And it's not going to maybe take you out physically, but it might take your dreams out. It might take your ministry out. It might take your family out. It might take your marriage out. Repent, get off of this path. So that's why the prophetic is encouraging, but it's also corrective in nature because God loves us and chastises those that he loves. And he exposes the realm that will become a reality if we don't repent. But through the prophetic, he awakens us to the reality of the realm that he wants us to pursue and dwell in and experience in life. There's a way that seems right to the man, but ends destruction. End is destruction. The word and the prophetic ministry of Holy Spirit reveals to us, to awaken us. This is what God wants you to pursue. And he cries out when you're on the path or on a foundation that's about ready to crumble. Because God is tired of things being sacrificed and being destroyed by Jezebel. Can I tell you something in Kings? Is it first or second Kings? I forget. Spirit of Jezebel, chapter 18, I believe it is. Runs rampant and kills all these prophets. Elijah does this crazy thing. Showdown against the prophets of Baal, right? Crazy awesome thing happens. But then 
Jezebel comes and prophesies to him. She starts putting her radar on him, and he freaks out. Oh my gosh, I'm next. She prophesies. It was a spirit, a lying spirit. You're going to die. And what does he do? He freaks out, believes it, and runs in the cave. But the word of the Lord met him there, stirred him to where he came out of that grave. And he, listen, he had a new expectation, a new reality, a new realm he was going to pursue. Where he believed he was going to raise up people that bring her down. Not, he, he had a new understanding, a new thought, a new realm, a reality he pursued and believed that he would bring her down. She wouldn't bring him down. Does this make sense? She was prophesying, man. And he thought, oh my gosh, this is my end. And God's like, no, bro. Son. <laughs> no, son. I would have said bro. No, son. Raise up this one and this one. And guess what? The people he ends up raising up takes her out. She prophesied, and he could have stayed in the cave. And eventually she would have found him. And it would be like shooting a fish in a barrel. But God spoke to him to get out of that cave so that way he feared what had happened. He loves us so much and he doesn't want us to go down the road of destruction. So he exposes the filthy path we're on or the foundation we're on that could destroy us. That was set by Jezebel, set by the devil. Let's just stop calling these spirit names. It's the devil. going to happen and we fear it and we actually see our fear become a reality because we submit to it but when God reveals realms that he wants us to pursue and it become our reality when we submit to it in faith we're drawn into it but if we submit in fear to what we fear the enemy will do it draws us into it and part of fighting the good fight of faith is I know God's got this for me and it's amazing Look at what the enemy's doing. And look at what I fear. And what we fear happening overtakes what God wants to have happen. And we're drawn into the direction of what we don't want. Does this make sense? Now we're hiding out in fear, trying to resist something from happening bad, rather than pursuing something good and not even worrying about the bad thing. Submit to God, resist the devil. And guess what? All of that will flee and you'll be drawn into the realms and realities of heaven. Does this make sense? Like God, through the prophetic, will make us aware of the realms and the realities He has for us to expose the path we're on is leading us to something He doesn't desire. And He said to me in this dream, he, uh, about this dream, He said, Ryan, I want you to tell this church there is certain things, not this church, but that church in the dream, that they have certain foundations that are set by the Jezebel spirit and they're so convinced by the lie that it's good. I want you to be a mouthpiece to wake them up like I woke up Elijah in the, in the, in the uh, uh, cave. See, watch this. There is a young man in Luke 15 who's in, the, who's in a pig's pen. But it says when he came to his senses, it picked him up out of the pig's pen and he pursued his father again. He went back to his father. Do you know what I think is really crazy? With that story in mind, Jesus in Mark 8 is sleeping in the back of the boat. I hope this is going to all be brought together. 
If not, you got a whole bunch of neat nuggets. But in the, in, like Jesus is in the back of the boat sleeping. The disciples are freaked out by the storm, this agitation, this severe agitation. When you look up storm in the Greek, it means a severe agitation. They're so uh, fearful of this thing. But thank God that thing led them to Jesus, and Jesus rebuked the winds and the waves, right? Why are you saying this? Luke 15, the prodigal son comes to his senses. It calls him to get up and return to his father. Watch this. This severe agitation caused the disciples to come to Jesus. Sometimes the agitations we're rebuking and asking God to remove from us are actually agitations that God has sent to us to wake us up, to cause us to come to our senses and return a particular area of our life back to him. Because the path we're on is leading to destruction and he speaks through his spirit uh, to awaken us to a realm for us to come to our senses of what we're to pursue to where we return our thoughts and our pursuit back to God rather than partnering with the lying spirit going down a path that will lead to destruction. Does this make sense? I love how sometimes severe agitations are actually God provoking us to return certain things back to him that have went astray and have started to wander. And we think it's right and we think it's okay. God will give us a prophetic word to stir us. It's not! You will sink. Turn to Jesus and you won't sink. Does this make sense? I got to move on. There's going to be some foundations exposed that have been set by the wrong spirit. They're going to be broken. Why? Because Holy Spirit's about ready. I heard the beeping of a truck, like the concrete trucks. I heard that in the spirit. Holy Spirit's backing his truck up and saying, hey, I want to start laying the right foundation. See, Holy, I got to stay here. See, Holy Spirit will reveal to you the path you're on. So you turn from it. He breaks it all up <laughs> and starts laying the right foundation in your life. What are you talking about foundations? Sometimes certain attitudes that we have. Actions. Actions formed by perspectives. We think are okay. We're walking in things that we think are all right. But the enemy's trying to convince us it's okay because he's actually after our marriages or after our business or after our ministry. Ah, shaving a little bit off of the top won't hurt. Rule 11 leavens the whole bunch, but he tries to convince us a little won't hurt. Because he's actually after something God's wanting to build and bring into his realms and into his reality. And it'd be a blessing and be blessed. But the enemy doesn't want to see that, so he tries to creep in. He's a liar, man. Will, will you really die? Will your dream really die if you just give up right now? Like, really? And because of circumstances sometimes or because we don't know any better or we haven't studied to show ourselves approved, when the enemy tries to make us question ourselves... We don't know any better, and we start going down a path that's wrong. But God will send an agitation, to a stirring to spur us back onto the right path. Well, I think it's okay if, like, I have this attitude with my wife, because if my wife would change, then I wouldn't have the attitude, and so the attitude's really not the issue. Can't really budget, but really, honestly, and now this isn't confessions, right? I, I hope I don't have these issues. <laughs> Even though my wife budgets it better, budgets better than me. But oh, well, you know, like if I go to Starbucks for like one hundred and fifty dollars a week, like that's okay. Like, 
And then at the end of the month, we're wondering why our, our bills aren't being paid and why we're in foreclosure. See, the enemy tries to convince you that the path that you're on is right, but he's setting you up to crumble with him. Because he knows his future, and he knows that ain't going to last long, but he's going to have a joy ride while it lasts. Not maturing and growing up is not really going to affect my marriage, and I'm on this path. It's okay. And then God will send a severe agitation. It's not okay. Do you want your marriage to break? No. Then here's where to put, here's what to pursue. Here's what to go after. Here's what to put on. Here's what to step out of. Okay. You know, in this vision that I was having about the foundations being broken, it's not all bad. Like, don't freak out. Like, I'm going to die or, like, fall with this. He doesn't want you to. Why do you think Jesus said, repent? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's saying, change the way you think. Change your position. Change the position of your heart. Because I don't want you to miss these realms and realities. In this vision I had earlier, I saw Moses in front of the burning bush. And remember how God said, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground? What, what is that a picture of? And I could preach like Stephen Furtick on this for three hours if I wanted to, but I'll just be Ryan and say it this way. God was saying you're walking in things you shouldn't, so take it off, knock it off, so to speak, metaphorically. But you ever take notice that he told Moses to take them off? He already has a bush being burned without it being consumed. You think God could have been like, bloop, and their sandals fall off. But he said, Moses, you take them off. Why? Because sometimes God will give you strategies and then Holy Spirit will convict you and that conviction motivates you to implement those strategies where you co-labor with God for a harvest or you co-labor with God to take things off that are harming the harvest. What you're walking in right now, boy, is destructive. I don't want you to crumble with this thing that I'm going to break. So take it off. Stop walking in it. Shaving off a little bit of top in your ministry or in your business is wrong. And right now it might not seem bad, but Ryan, seed time and harvest. You might have a little bit of instant gratification right now, but eventually you're going to reap this infectious, destructive disease that will tear things down that I actually wanted to bring into greater realms and greater realities of strength and power. okay? You still love me? Okay, good. Because I'm only saying the story, right? But can I tell you prophetically, we're about ready to see in this nation, in our government, in, in, in the world, like in, in, in the breaking of foundations. And God's going to try everything he can to make sure people don't crumble with it. If anything, he wants to use people to break them. He wants to anoint Gideons that say, I'm not bowing to this Baal's graven image or I'm not sacrificing anything on the altar. But if anything, I'm going to actually rise up, be used by God to tear it down. You're not called to be dominated by the things of this world. You're actually supposed to dominate. And so that's why God makes you a warrior. Does this make sense? So in this vision that I had today, there was... Um, this is all going to make sense and all come together. I saw angels with scrolls. Okay? And can I just write down what I saw? 
And like, it's so crazy, babe. I, I've wasted a lot of paper for nothing. I had like all these notes prepared. I told Pastor, I said, You ever get confident and like you're coming into church and you're like, Man, I got a message. You know what I'm saying? I even gave verses up at top. I'm like, Here you go, girl. You know, uh, uh, awesome rifle's wife. I was like, Here you go, girl. Like, here's the verses. You know what I mean? Do it. You know, got a really cool phrase up there, Awaken to New Realms. And we'll talk about that because this is what the Lord started to show me. God doesn't want to just expose where you're going that's wrong and get you off that path so you're not destroyed, like the path will be destroyed. God actually wants to make you, he wants to awaken you to the realms that he wants you to pursue and what he wants you to walk in and what he wants to become a reality in your life. So where you draw near to those things, those things are drawn near to you and you're not even concerned about the enemy. Where the spirit of truth births the realms and the realities in your spirit to where you hunger and thirst. Do you know Holy Spirit is the author of your spiritual appetite? Holy Spirit will whisper things that give you a thirst and a hunger for those things. And Holy Spirit will make you aware of realms and realities that maybe you didn't know exist. And he sparks this desire for you to know them more and for you to actually become them walk in them and experience all that they have for you. See, that's why the enemy lies to you and tries to lead you the wrong way because he never wants you to receive the benefits of God's reality and God's realms. But God loves you too much. He's like, repent, get off that thing. Return home. Come to your senses, prodigal son. You're not a sinner, but you're wandering in your mind. Get out of the pig's pen. Stop thinking that way because you're walking on foundations based off of that mindset and going away that's going to lead to destruction. And he gives us his prophetic, gives us his, his word to repent and change our pursuit. He offers an appetite in us, the Spirit does, by revealing and opening up and revealing to us realms and realities that God wants us to pursue and become a part of and be aligned with. See, God has already brought you into oneness with these things, but now God wants to make you aware of these things. And he wants you to desire for those realms to become realities in the areas that are held hostage by something that's not from the Spirit of God. But in the spirit, I saw these angels with these scrolls. And, and they had like, it was books, but it was like scrolls, Pastor. I hope this is okay is what I saw. I just got to share it. And I'll give a scriptural reference to back it up. But I saw these scrolls, and, and this is what I wrote down. There was angels in the room, and they still are. There's angels in the room with scrolls open. And on these scrolls, like I saw us reading them. Watch this. This is going to be really good. Angels in the room with scrolls open and on these scrolls were like documentation it was like a field report that we were reading they gathered the intel and it was like a field report of realms and dwellings and realities it's like a field report of these realms these realities and these dwellings and as we read these scrolls our souls were being translated to these places it pulled us out and in these scrolls were invitations to realms 
uh, of thinking, like new realms of thinking, new realms of seeing, and new realms of acting. I got to say it again. There was angels, and there's still angels in the room with scrolls open, and on these scrolls are documentation or a field report about these realms and dwellings and realities. And as we read these scrolls, our soul was being translated to these places. It pulled us out and in. These scrolls were invitations uh, uh, to new realms of thinking, living, and acting. As we were reading these things, guys, literally we were being awakened to realms that existed. And while we were reading them and being awoken to these realms that always existed, ignorance of those realms were being crushed. See, the enemy wants you to be so distracted by the wrong thing and walk down a path that's not set by the Spirit so there's destruction. But God wants you to be awoken. Holy Spirit wants to author a spiritual appetite in you, in you by revealing to you realms. And he wants to then expose paths that if you walk, you'll step into those realms. And all of your assets are blessed because of it. We, while we were reading this, watch this. We were awakened to new realms to walk in and we were, watch this, we were seeing, we were being awoken to new foundations, come on, that we are supposed to walk on, and we are being set free from the previous ones that we should have never walked on. While we were reading these scrolls, it was putting into perspective our future, and it was stirring hope in us again for our future. I love this because in Matthew 17, it talks about Peter, James, and John going up to the mountain with Jesus, and it becomes the mountain of transfiguration. And a lot of theories are out there about this mountain of transfiguration experience and why Jesus picked three and why he picked the specific three. Some think that the, he would, the, the, those three were the troublemakers and he couldn't leave them alone. That's one theory. You want to know my theory? Because the Spirit of God revealed this to me, and I'm not saying I'm right, but I think he is. And this is what I believe he's saying. Those three chosen for the mountain of transfiguration experience is a picture of God saying, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Come on, somebody. I believe it's pointing to us, showing us you can see behind the veil things that are a mystery to those who fail to seek. Those three that went up to the mountain are, I believe, three that represent all the body of Christ. Galatians chapter 4 says you're a chosen gen or, 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 or it says this you have received the adoption of sons that means God chose you it says then also in the Bible it says you're a chosen generation a royal priesthood can I tell you something the priests would see things behind the veil that would be a mystery to those who weren't ordained as priests can I tell you something this is a season that God wants us to be awakened to these new realms and realities that always existed and he wants the ignorance of those realities to be crushed because he wants us to be awoken to those realities Watch this. Those three pictured us, chose us things that we get to see because we're chosen by God. I'm going to be done. And watch this. There is realms and realities that will only be seen for the like will only be seen by the seeker. Do you know Matthew chapter seven, 
Verse 7, it says, ask and you shall receive. I'm almost done. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Do you know that word seek in the Greek? It means to seek after something, of course. But do you know it also means to crave? Can I tell you something? When we seek God, Holy Spirit authors our appetite. When we seek God, Holy Spirit reveals to us what was a mystery. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. But you got to call. And when you call, he opens up and reveals to you realms that you didn't think of, see, or imagine. It says in, I believe, 2 Corinthians, it says, For we haven't received the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know those things that have been freely given to us by God. Angels with scrolls are great, but Holy Spirit's the one that interprets the scrolls. Does this make sense? And see, the enemy wants you to partner constantly with the lying spirit because he wants you to crumble on that foundation. But Holy Spirit awakens us to what we should pursue, and we forsake what we were pursuing. But do you see that the Peter, James, and John saw things the other disciples didn't? They could only relay the information. But they got to see it firsthand. The priest would see things beyond the veil that no one, without, no one else would see. And the Bible says, with unveiled faces, we are called to behold him. But those things are only beheld to the seeker and the one who calls. But you know what I think is crazy? It means seek in the Greek. It means to seek after, to long for. But it also means to crave. So when we seek, Holy Spirit reveals to us realms and realities that we once were ignorant of. This is where I want to bring your marriage. This is where I want to bring your finances. This is where I, this is what, I just want you to have fun here. I'm almost done. And we long for that. We're like, man, I was blowing it. But thank you, God, for your grace. I'm not going to crumble with that foundation, but I'm going to thrive in this one. These realms and these realities are actually just home. Do you know hunger pains is really just the sign of you being homesick for something that was already yours before sin? Hunger doesn't draw stuff to you. It draws you into stuff. And really, God says this, I'm bringing you into what you lost because of sin, but now you're righteous. You're a royal priesthood. You're welcome back in. So hunger pains is really you just being homesick for the home that you lost because of sin. But when sin's gone, he brings you back into righteousness and brings you right back into those things that you should have never lost but did because of sin. So Holy Spirit reveals to you actually home. Can I tell you something? There's times where I'll call my wife and FaceTime her and I see home and I just can't wait to get home. Holy Spirit's like FaceTiming us from that realm. Hey, I want that. I can't wait to get home. It's not a place you visit. It's a place you get to dwell. It's your home. And he wants you to dwell in it in your mind and in your heart and in your experience. Does this make sense? Psalms 91 verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I tell you this? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
dwells where secrets are no longer secrets, where revelations and their realities. I'm almost done. And when you embrace those realms, I'm not, I'm not even 40 minutes in. You've got to work for this stuff, right? <laughs> There's realms out there awaiting the seeker. And the seeker who's a royal priesthood gets to go beyond the veil and behold what was a mystery but no longer is because Holy Spirit drew us in to the understanding of it now. And now we set ourselves on the right foundation that will not crumble, break, or fall, but will make us thrive and live in life and life more abundant. I'm almost done. If you read Revelations chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and then throughout Revelations, it talks about the opening of books for the churches. And he was actually showing them this, like, this is what to expect. This is what to understand, like, I'm opening up a realm and a reality that's going to be your realm and reality. For some, it was like, okay, cool. For some, it was like, oh, darn, that's not good. But can I tell you something? It's like the letters of Paul. The letters of Paul sent to the church were actually documents that when read, when the reader read them, they started to understand and comprehend what God had for them. It's a type and a shadow, I believe, of the scrolls that I saw in the spirit tonight. And I'm almost done. And they were opening my mind because they were filled reports of realms that are my home, my dwelling. But I was unaware of it, so I wasn't occupying it. See, I was occupying foundations and thoughts that I thought were true, and they were destructive. But Holy Spirit was opening up to me realms and realities and thoughts that if embraced and implemented, Pastor Doug... They would end up blessing things that were being cursed by the foundation and the path that I was on. But God loves me too much in my marriage and my life and my finances and everything else too much. Here is the realm I want you to pursue and embrace. And when you do and you dwell in it, it's going to bless and make your family thrive. Does this make sense? Oh, there is things beyond the veil waiting for those who are willing to step across the threshold and grab a hold of it. I'm almost done. Exposing what the, like God was, I got to finish. Like God, if you have your Bibles, this is the one you're going to use, honey. Proverbs 25, 2, and I'm ending with this verse. Proverbs 25, I believe I, I asked you to pull up. Verse 2. And it says this, is the only thing I'm using on my 15 pages of notes. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, tree. <laughs> Sorry, tree. <laughs> Sorry, printer. I should just put it on my iPad. Proverbs 25, verse 2, it says this in the New King James. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But is the glory of kings to search out a matter. Glory here means it's his honor. This is what honors him, and this is how he honors us. He hides something, conceals something. But glory, this is what the Lord also showed me, because while I was in worship, this is the third thing and final thing I'm going to reveal. I went, this is what the Lord told me to write down about his glory. That his glory is the arena that houses the very things that God desires and that will bless you. I was in, in the presence of the Lord, wherever I was, and I'm ending, 
in the presence of the Lord, pressed in, and the Lord brought me into this arena, Nancy. And I saw volumes of stuff on shelves, and they were alive and vibrant. And I'm not making this up. I don't have that good of a, 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 a imagination. And on the other hand, I saw what the enemy wanted for me. And at first it looked good, but it started to tarnish. I said, I don't want that. Wow, I'm going. And I was like, oh, Lord, what is this? This is the arena that houses what I desire. And I know will bless you. And I started to pull books off, Nancy, and I started to read. And the Lord started to bring my mind, translate my mind into the realm of understanding and into the realm and the reality of what God wants me to pursue. I'm finishing with this. When I seek God, Holy Spirit reveals what was concealed. It's God's honor to hide it. It's our honor to seek it. It's Holy Spirit's honor to reveal it. And Holy Spirit reveals it to us to tickle and to illustrate our spiritual appetite. Because seek means to go after, but it also means to crave. Holy Spirit, Caleb, reveals when I seek. And then when I crave, he makes it a reality. This is what the enemy, if I partner with him, wants to have happen. God wants me to get off that foundation and get into this. this awesome stuff that God wants me to become aware of, and then he whets my appetite for it, and I pursue it. And I'm thirsty coming to him. And he's like, here, have it. And he gives me a drink. God wants to reveal through Holy Spirit a realm that he wants to become a reality in my life. So he reveals it and then gives me an appetite, and I crave it, and then he just pours it out in my life. See, in Luke 15, it talks about the wanderer that was lost, and then they came back home, and there was a celebration. I don't know about you, but I was lost in my thinking. And every day I learn a new revelation, a new realm that God wants to become my reality. I start rejoicing and celebrating because my mind was lost, but now it's found. I lost it because of sin, but I'm finding it because of righteousness, royalty, and the Spirit. things that Holy Spirit wants to unveil and then if they're concealed it's our honor to seek it and Holy Spirit's honor to reveal it last thing when Jesus was walking into a town with a woman who was at the uh, on her front pe- uh, porch the Bible says she had an issue of blood for 12 years she heard something was revealed to her of a realm that she wanted to become a reality and she said if I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll be made whole. I'm going to take my sandals off, implement these strategies, do this thing, make it happen. She knew of a realm, gave her hunger, and it drove her. Watch this. She was not just full of desire, 
but a conviction that drove her to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. See, there's a lot of people full of desire, but there's very few people that are filled with a driven spirit. I desire that, God, but just hand it to me. God's like, no, you need to pursue it. So she, she heard of a realm that she wanted to become a reality. That desire led to conviction, and that conviction drove her to press through the crowd, and when she touched the hem of his garment, the thing that she was, made, she was made aware of maybe years before this became a reality in that year, at that present moment when she touched the hem of his garment and pursued it and didn't take no for an answer, and she pressed in and touched until it became a reality. Where's the people in the church that will seek God for a matter to be revealed where it stirs them to convict and it convicts them to, and that conviction drives them to pursue it and fight, they fight the good fight of faith until that thing that they know is a realm becomes their realm reality. Stand with me all over the church. See, there's a reality that the enemy wants to become, there's a realm that the enemy wants to become your reality, and there's a realm that God wants to become your reality. Which one are you going to partner with? One will cause you to thrive, the other will make you crumble. Eight minutes, not even an hour. Bam. Can't hold any of this against me because I'm going to prophesy now. <laughs> I'm not saying you cared about time. I'm just messing around. But anyway, some of you might have. Um, but uh, listen, there's a basketball game. The traffic's probably horrible. Let's just stay here a little while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it started late and it's not even 9.30. Praise God. But watch this. I'm, I'm going to, i got to say this. Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you realms to where you have an appetite for it to become your reality. See, Holy Spirit, when he was re- reading these scrolls, my perspective was becoming, like, was translated to that place. But then my whole body was. My whole life was. See, God will reveal to you realms that he wants to become your reality. And then he sets a path for the one who will pursue it. It was a reality in my mind, but it started to become a reality in my life because I pursued it. God wants the same for you, and he wants the same for me, because I just did that in a vision. I want to do that in life. So bow your heads with me if you can. One of the realms that God wants to have become a reality. And bro, thank you for the towel. My goodness. Last time, or one of the last times I was here, I was so sweaty. They got me a rag from the supply closet. I wiped my face with it, and I was shiny, and I smelled like pledge. (laughs) I smelled like pledge. It wasn't the pastor's doings. He wouldn't have done that. It was an awesome person. Bless them, whoever it was. But... So I had jail coming in my eye on one side and pledge going in the other eye. And I'm like, y'all, you can have this bag. So my brother got me a clean towel, so praise the Lord. Just bow your heads. Father, I pray right now that there would be exposure that would happen all over the room. Father, I I, I pray that we would find it a happy thing, a good thing, that you're breaking up foundations that hell set.
Father, we just don't, you just don't want us to be on them. So, Father, I pray that you expose and break up foundation that were laid by hell. But, Father, I pray that you would make us aware that you would also reveal the realms that you want us to have become a reality. But you'll only set the path for the ones who are willing to pursue it that don't just have a desire for it, but are convicted and driven to go after it. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would just move in this place right now. I pray, God, that there would be wonders that would happen tonight, again, that would make people marvel. And I pray, Father, that maybe they have a desire to be healed. They know that's a realm that exists in your kingdom, but they want it to become a reality. I pray for healing tonight. Father, I pray that realms would be discovered tonight. Maybe not understood, but captured, discovered. And Father, I pray that there would be a stirring tonight of desire, but also conviction that would motivate them to be driven towards to pursue it. And then you'll lay the path out for it. God, I thank you. Father, I pray right now, whatever realms my family's pursuing, I prophesy that over harvest. There are specific realms that you guys are pursuing, and God says, I've laid the path, and those things are about ready to unfold and become more real than what you've expect what 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 you what you were expecting. But Father, I pray for the individuals here tonight, God, that you would just either reveal realms, Holy Spirit, bring those. Bring interpretations to those scrolls, so to speak. But Father, I pray also right now in the name of Jesus that those who've had the scroll read and they have the desire, but they haven't seen it become a reality. I pray, God, that it would become a reality. Maybe even tonight, God. Where there be testimonies on Sunday of how there was healings and breakthroughs and restorations, God. Whoa, God says, I'm exposing foundations that are set by hell and breaking them, but I'm revealing realms to start a desire, a conviction that motivates you and drives you. And I will lay out the path for the pursuer. So that's what I'm going to ask tonight. If there's some of you, because like, listen, knowing there's more in God drives me to seek him more. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, man, I want to know these realms. I want these realms to be aware. I want to be aware of these realms that God's concealed. Holy Spirit revealed to me these realms. And then give me a conviction that motivates me and drives me towards those things. If you're here tonight and you're just wanting more of God and you want these realms to just open up for you, I feel like there's a grace to pray for that first. You want new realms and new things to become a reality in your life. You're like, God, I just want to know you more. I want what you've concealed to be awoken. And I want to be awoken to the reality of those things that you have concealed. I want to become aware of those realms. And I want the drive, the conviction that drives me to pursue them. I want to know those realms. I want you to stand in the center right now. If you just want to become more aware of God, more aware of these realms, I'm going to pray for you guys, but I want you to take a step of faith and step into these, uh, this middle aisle, this, uh, this, this opening right here. 
I felt like God said that there is something that's about ready to happen in this church. Not that like it's a bad thing, it's a good thing. Leadership, it, it's for the church, the leadership, and just for the individual. There's a grace to pray for an opening up of, of uh, 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 an awakening of, of realms that exist in heaven, but you've been ignorant of it. And I feel like the Lord wanted me to tell you this. There is realms of understanding that are about ready to just bombard your minds. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my marriage, God. In the realm of like what to pursue to become a reality will drop in your spirit. And when you pursue it and become it and it overtakes you, it will overtake your marriage. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, I don't know what to do in my ministry, God. God, I pray you would open up those realms that, that, that you would reveal What's been concealed as they seek it out? Holy Spirit, make them aware of those realms. <laughs> and then stir them, drive them to pursue it. But man, I just pray that right now. There is a grace here. Father, I pray right now that those who want to just maybe know, simply know you more. And, and, and they want, Holy Spirit, they want those realms to become a reality. But they also want those realms to be revealed. For whatever, God, even if it's just knowing you, I pray you reveal it to them right now in the name of Jesus. Open their eyes to it, God. Enlighten them, God. Awaken them to the realms, God, of things that you want them to pursue to become a reality, God. I pray for every individual, and I just want to catch her right now. I, I, if I can, please. I want, Father, I pray you would just open up realities and realms. Ooh, Father, open up the doors, God. Open up the realms. Open up, God. Reveal, God, what's been concealed. I don't know what to do in my marriage. I don't know what to do in my finances. I don't know what to do in my life. Open up the understanding, God, the realms of understanding, God, the realms that you want them to pursue to become a reality. Open it up for them, God. Make them alive in your reality, God. Make them alive, God, in your realms and your dwellings, God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just whisper to everyone in this room. I heard the Lord say like a good, righteous, holy woman, but I saw a scribe all over you and I said, Lord, what in the world? He says she's going to scribe. She's going to write down. She's going to reveal. She's going to, whoa. I saw you scribing, just writing, just writing, just writing. I saw you like in courtrooms, and then I saw you in uh, uh, meetings, and you're just the one that writes the transcripts. You know, thank Trump. You know, thank God Trump had a, tr a person to write down his conversation. You know what I mean? I, but I heard the Lord say, like, you're going to have conversations with God. And I just saw you writing these things down these realms that God is going to open up to you and everything like you're going to write the field reports and and I feel like God says he's taking you into new realms he's taking you into new levels of revelation those realms I'm talking about guys are levels of revelation God's going to bring you into levels of revelation your eyes are going to see your ears are going to hear 
the unheard, the unseen things. And I saw you writing down, writing down, writing, writing, writing. The Lord says this is a season where you're going to find yourself having more time to write. And I saw you going into these places with God, these realms, these realities. And God says, write it down, write it down, write what you see. I felt like the Lord says that writer's block is being broken. And you're going to know exactly what to write because God's going to lay it all out for you in this season in Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray that you do it right now. Do it right now, God, in Jesus' name. But I saw you just writing these glorious things that are going to be like your family's legacy, man. It's going to be a part of your family's legacy. Your kids are going to run with it. Your kids, their kids, kids, or your kids, kids are going to run with it. And whoa, the Lord, I think it's in Psalms. It, it talks about laying up foundation or laying up things for our kids and our kids' kids. And I just felt like the Lord says there's these realms that you're going to write about. And some might think you're odd, but the Lord says, no, 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 no. You're not odd. Woo! Oh! And things are going to be read and ran with for years to come. But it's going to bless your soul. It's going to bless your heart. And you're going to run with it well. But you're going to raise up generals with that manual that the Lord has you write. Come on, somebody. I saw people writing it who want to be generals. Like people reading what you wrote people reading it that want to be generals and they're like man this is how i become a general in the supernatural a general in the kingdom yeah i read the bible but man i'm going to read this book as well that that was written straight from god's heart but god used you as a pen to write it down god says i want you to write on generations things they're supposed to run with that they're to run to and they're to run with I just saw things that have been blocking you being broken. And I saw this is a season for you and your family of just great release, great release. That You might have been held up intentionally by God, but God says, I'm lifting the hold and this is a season of release. This is a season of release. Like you know what God's calling you to, but you knew it wasn't time and you know it wasn't time to move yet. But the Lord says you will act upon, you will move, you will step into things that you were reluctant because God said no. But God says now you're going to be full of confidence and stirred to pursue specific things. I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying there is certain things that could have broke but didn't break to show you that if God be for you, who can be against you? Because God says, I'm going to take you to some places that are hard, that are challenging, uh, but you already have a testimony. The same God that delivered me and my family out of the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, we should have broke, we should have snapped, but we didn't. It's the same God that's going to deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. Bigger is he that's in you than who he who is standing in front of you right now. But you and your husband and your family is about ready to see a supernatural intervention of God. That it's going, and it might not even be personally affecting you, but you made it personal. And you've been praying about specific things. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that your eyes are about ready to behold the strength and the power of the Lord in a way that you never have before. And this is a season that you're about ready to marvel. Write it down, write it down, write it down because your kids' kids will run with it. 
have hope in it. The same God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The same God of Nicole. The same God as Mimi and Grandma and whatever they're going to call it. The same God. I literally saw you grabbing a hold of a nation and hugging it like a mama. I felt like the Lord says that this is a season, a release. So, Father, do it in Jesus' name. Man, I feel the same thing, of course, for you. You're you're one. Father, I pray right now more that you would just bring my brother into realms and realities of you, God. Wow, the things that you guys have been pursuing, like you know that realm exists. And you're like, I want to walk in it. I want to become it. I want to see it. This is a season. You'll see it. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down what you see because your kids' kids will read it. But man of God, I see certain things that you've been pursuing in private. The blessings coming publicly. People don't understand or realize what you have been working on in secret. But you're about ready. Like it, The blessing's about ready to make the debut. The realms that you guys have been pursuing are about ready to become realities because of the hand of the Lord. And it's going to be greater than what you could imagine because God says, I'm going to give you not what's fair. I'm going to give you favor. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that realms are about ready to become realities. So, Father, I pray for that right now. And I felt like the Lord says there's some things for both of you that the Lord has been working on that you didn't realize. But when you're in the, when 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 you're rewarded in the open, <laughs> you'll realize what God was doing in the private. <laughs> God says this is so private you're not even aware of it. But God says he's going to about it's about ready the blessing is about ready to make its debut and you'd be like God this is what you've been up to this whole time. <laughs> do it Lord do it Lord you guys walk in a unity that marriage should long to like marriages should long to walk in you walk in a unity to with one with one another you're about ready to see attracted to you what is only attracted to people of unity and when people see how blessed you are because of that unity they're long for the unity that much more and I see God using you to bring uh, break division and bring unity and I see you guys having a message of unity just a message of unity to encourage others with and it will break division and it will just bring people to a longing for unity so father I bless I don't know what that looks like give it to God man if I'm sure you might be confused too just give it God but God says that unity you're about ready to see what's attracted to unity because of your unity with one another. So, Father, I bless that in Jesus' name. (laughs) Man, some of y'all got to just walk through these two right now. It feels good. But anyways, (laughs) y'all, when I get in these realms, you don't know what will come out. But, Father, I pray right now that you would expose, reveal, Realms, God, that you want her to pursue to become a reality. In Luke 15, when Jesus was sharing these parables, he was sharing these parables to people 
that were wanderers and lost themselves. And he was communicating and revealing to them the realms of God's grace, the realms of God's love. He wanted them to become aware of the realms of his love and grace. And when they submitted to it, that grace and that love became a reality. Honey, I know you know how much God loves you because he died on the cross for you and you know that. But I felt like the Lord says you're about ready to see his generosity manifest itself in crazy measures in this season. I felt the gener- I, I saw a move of the Spirit being so generous in your life that is breaking the back of poverty and releasing prosperity. I saw the Spirit of God's grace break, breaking the back of poverty and releasing prosperity. And I saw God say that the things that have held you up are being broken. The things that have held you back are being broken. Not by your own might nor by your own power will you break these things. But the Spirit of God... And I saw the Spirit of God coming like a weight upon you. And just like the walls of Jericho were no match to the weight of God's glory, God says these things that have been laying heavy on you, that have been oppressing you, that have been hurting you, is it, it, they are no match to the weight of God's glory that's for you. And I saw the things that have been setting itself against you falling, breaking, and being destroyed. I was telling a brother of mine, King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20 stood and saw the Lord set an ambush against his enemies and the enemies fell through, I believe, angelic intervention. And I saw you standing in awe, in wonder, in peace, in praise over God, bringing victory, victory being a realm, victory becoming a reality to you. Whatever has set you back, whatever has held you up is not going to stand and cannot stand under the glory, the weightiness of God's glory. So, Father, I pray right now you bless my sister and just do what you want to do. You revealed a little bit of it right now. Do it, God, right now in Jesus' name. I can't not not do this real quick. And some of you are like, pray for me, pray for me. Just jump in the presence right now. He's here. It's not like the presence is engaged when I lay hands on you. He's here already. Just jump in. The waters are troubled. Jump in. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, some of you know there's a realm, there's realms of healing. But it's not your reality right now. You've been longing for it. You've been desiring it. You need healing in your body. I want, I want healing to become a reality for you. God wants that, man. He wants to bring you into that realm of healing that you have a right to because you're his royal priesthood. If you need healing in your body, please don't put it down unless your shoulder needs healed or something. Put your hands up real high right now if you need healing in your body. This is what I want. Everyone that's in the, around someone with their hands up, get your hands on them. Caleb, man, go for it. If you're around someone that has their hand up and they need healing in their body, rifle and pastor, whoever pastor wants to have pray specifically, but just pray for each other right now. Father, I pray right now, those who have been pursuing healing, those who have been believing for healing, I pray, God, sickness has been destructive, but you want to destroy sickness. You don't want sickness to be a foundation that breaks them. 
So, Father, I pray that they vacate this sickness, they vacate this pain, and I pray, God, that you bring healing, that you bring restoration, that you bring breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. Sickness, I curse you. Sickness, I command you to go. God, I pray that you bring them into the reality of healing like this woman with the issue, God, of blood. She knew the realm of healing, but she pursued it and it became a reality. I pray right now for healing to break out, God. And I pray for that healing to break sickness. And I pray for that healing power to break pain. And I pray for restoration and healing. I pray for sickness to lift and for for healing to fall. I pray for sickness to lift and for healing to fall in the name of Jesus. I pray for sickness to lift, pain to lift, and for healing and soothing powers of your love, God, just to fall right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing and for breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. Check it out. I want you to check it out. If you're able to, check it out. Check it out. And I don't want you to do this as a state, a state of faith, even though I think that's great. Don't lift your hand because you're like, well, I'll, I will be healed. If you're feeling a significant difference, an evident difference in your body, lift up your hands right now. If you're feeling a difference in your body, lift up your hand right now. Come on, somebody. There's a hand right now. Check yourselves out. If you're feeling a significant difference in your body, move your arms around just so we know. See that. What's going on? Oh my gosh, and what's going on right now? Yeah. Put hands on her right one, one more time. Father, I thank you for 70 becoming 100 right now. In the name of Jesus, pain, I command you to go. And I pray for healing right now. No ill effects from this whatsoever. In Jesus' name. We speak life and healing. I pray she'll have good effects from this prayer, but no bad effects from the accident. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Check it out right now. So close. It's shifting. Father, I thank you right now. One more time. Father, I thank you. We say yes and amen. And we pray for breakthrough. We pray pray for healing. And Father, we thank you for it being completely done in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I tell you something? God is a healer. She got hit by an SUV two weeks ago, right? Is that what she said? In pain all over your body, or pain in that shoulder, right? Tell them what's, what's happening right now. It is. I'm going to say it's about 90%. It was 70, 90%. Man, God is healing her shoulder and all the pain that was going on. Thank God that she was spared from the accident, but man, God's healing her body now. Come on pray one more time for those that need it. God, I pray right now what you've done and what you're doing to my sister. Pray, God, that you do it all over this room right now. If you're feeling a difference in your body, lift up your hands right now. Father, I pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. God's doing things in the room. God, I pray you continue it in Jesus' name. See, I love this. Y'all pray. It's not like I brought it in a suitcase. I can't it's God. Amen. You're praying for each other. But let me just keep praying for realms and realities, man. Father, I pray for the realms that they've been pursuing will become a reality in Jesus' name. 
I preached a message one time about new dwellings, stepping into new dwellings. God says you're about ready to relocate. God says you're about ready to relocate in the spirit speaking. Okay, I didn't forget about you. But God says in the spirit, you're about ready to relocate. Where you were was great. You'll take the lessons with you. But the Lord says this is a season that you're stepping into a new furnished place, a new dwelling. But I also believe God's about ready to reveal and stir you up with the understanding uh, of new re- the new realms. Like angels are all over you. Holy Spirit is all over you. Because Holy Spirit's the one that reads it to us, right? Like angels are awesome. But man, Holy Spirit, come on somebody. And Holy Spirit, like Paul, is writing letters to you that you're going to read in this season. And your mind is going to be translated to these new realities in God. And these realms are you're going to pursue. And God's going to lay the path out for you. And I feel like God says they'll become a reality. But the Lord wanted me to tell you there's realms that you have been pursuing. That's why you're about ready to relocate. You're about ready to get a new address. God says you're going from marred and, and, and marred places to beautiful places. And metaphorically speaking now, the Lord wanted me to prophesy over you. You're coming out of the poverty place and into the prosperous places because God says there's been realms that you know exist like the woman with the issue of blood. You pursued it and God says it's about ready to become a reality. I saw virtue shoot out of heaven and come right into your life like virtue came out of Jesus and healed that woman. And I felt like the Lord says there's virtue coming from the throne of heaven into your life and it's about ready to revolutionize and change your life. get you. I want you to come right here. Where's her husband? Your husband go to the bathroom? Yeah, get your phone just to honor him so he knows what to say. Don't worry, I I will pray as long as I need to, y'all. Oh, Jesus. Father, I pray right now. says like you're you're loud and vocal in your own right but you can be quiet family can be quiet sometimes but the lord says there is a sound that is about ready to come out of you of celebration and of liberty i preached at my uh my home home church that i attend back at home about i preached on the holy spirit and i preached on how holy spirit to me is an illustrator i believe holy spirit is also the pregnant presence of god And I saw Holy Spirit pour himself out upon you, and things were never the same. You and things are about ready to get distorted. (laughs) Like, distorted. Like, like in a good way. Like, you don't look the same. I know. Holy Spirit illustrated good on you. I know. That don't look the same, God. I know. Matthew 17, Jesus, when he was transfigured. See, Jesus became normal to his disciples. But he was abnormal that day on the mountain. 
Maybe you just got, it just became normal for you to have this or have that that's not lining up with God. Or maybe it just became normal having that vacancy or having that emptiness or not having that thing that's going to cause a praise party. I heard the Lord say those things are about ready to take on a whole new look because of Jesus. I hope that makes sense. Like, like, like for me, like, man, I just got used to this. I got used to this. And the Lord changed my mindset, changed what I pursued. And can I tell you something? God completely made what I was familiar with look completely different. In my mind and then in my life. <laughs> Things are about ready to visibly change for you and your family. And I heard the Lord say, you may be quiet, but you're about ready to release a sound that people are going to be like, wow, who in the world is that? There's a sound of praise that is about ready to come from your camp. Have you ever been in an arena and like a, it could be 100,000 people and there's one spot where there's cheering and everyone brings their attention to the cheering in the stands and they're like, what's going on? Nothing happened, but something happened for them. I felt like the Lord says your story will end up giving hope to others, but something significant that you've been longing for is about ready to become a reality. A realm that you know existed is about ready to become a reality. I prophesy that right now over this house. Realms, Pastor Doug, that you've been pursuing are going to become a reality. But Father, I pray right now for my sister and my brother and their family. For praise, God. God says, praise me out of expectation but there's a praise that's about ready to come because of his demonstration. And God says, I'm about ready to distort some things, change some things. My presence, my pregnant presence is about ready to be imparted into something. And it's about ready to bring its gifts, its pregnancy stuff with it. It's babies. <laughs> pregnant stuff. I don't know. The babies. I'm not saying that's a prophecy about babies. Don't freak out. I'm talking about this metaphor now. Holy Spirit is pregnant with the things of God. And I see those things being imparted. Lord God, right now. Whoa, but I heard the Lord say this. Because I felt like you were like, hey, bro, our age, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about babies. But I heard the Lord say this. Get ready for things that are peculiar, abnormal, to start happening. For Abraham and Sarah, it was abnormal for them to be able to produce at that age. But guess what? It happened. And I'm not saying you're producing that. But what I am saying is things are about ready to be produced because you're not expired. Things are about ready to be done. Things are about ready to be released from the courtrooms of heaven that are going to totally distort things that you became familiar with. Jesus, you look different. You're about ready to say, man, this thing that we just was, we were just, it was just normal for it to look that way. You're going to be like, man, it looks different. And it's because the pregnant presence of God pouring itself out. More God, right now. So, Father, I bless these two. Right now, God, in Jesus' name, move in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. Father, I bless Nancy right now. And new levels, new levels, new levels. 
new realms, new, new levels, new realities, new levels. God says with each new level, like I played video games. I wish I still could, but my wife won't let me have a console. Uh, but anyways, whenever you go up into new levels in games, ask Caleb. Things get more intense. <laughs> well, ask somebody. But things get more intense. And some people are like, well, it gets harder. That's why things have been hard. Because you've been advancing in new levels. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that whenever you go to new levels, there's new intensity. Things get more vibrant, more alive, more crazy. It's like, wow, I thought the last level had something to offer. Look at what this has to offer. And I felt like the Lord, I, I saw you running around like a little Mario, collecting all these coins and just growing. Like, and, and I'm like, Lord, why am I seeing that? And he says, Ryan... Yes, new levels means sometimes things get harder, but she's been weathering that well with me because I am her strength. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say things are about ready to get more vibrant. Things are about ready to become more vibrant. Things are about ready to become more intense. Things are about ready to become more alive than they ever have before. And what you collect in this season, like the coins, whatever you collect in this season, they're of abundance. And you're going to grow. And you're going to increase. I saw a key the last time I was with you. I can't get that out of my head. I saw you as a key. And the Lord says, I'm going to use you as a key to unlock things over regions. You've been doing that for years, but that's about ready to grow more. But the Spirit of the Lord wanted me to tell you, that you're going to open up things for other people and other things. Like, why, why is this opened up for me? It's not just opened up for you. It's opened up for other people. And God's going to use you to open it up, open it up, open it up, open it up. But more things are opening up for you in this realm this season. It's going to cause you to grow. It's going to cause you to increase. And things are just going to become more vibrant as these things are released and more intense than ever before. The prophetic anointing is about ready to be more intense. Because God says whenever there's resistance, listen, whenever there's resistance, but there's persistence, whoa, when you're persistent in the resistance, come on somebody, the resistance that could have broke you actually makes you stronger. And I heard the spirit of the Lord saying, you've been persistent in the resistance, new levels, things get harder, but you've been persistent. And I hear the spirit of the Lord saying in this season, your prophetic is growing in strength. Your anointing is growing in strength. The Lord wanted me to tell you that the things that, that, that could have broke you are making you. And God wanted me to tell you your prophetic gifting is going to grow in intensity. Your authority is growing. Because in the place of resistance, if there's persistence, think of a bodybuilder. They literally say at the point where they feel like their muscles are going to explode, that's where they press because that's where they grow more muscle and new muscle. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying you were persistent in the resistance even when you felt like you were going to explode. And God says you're about ready to find new muscle in your prophetic gifting. New muscle, new muscle, new muscle. It was part of fanning the flame, girl, of your gifts. And God's about ready to grow you. So Father more right now, things are intensifying. And then God will send you to places with that newfound strength gift. It was strong before, but it's going to get stronger now. Lord God.
Father, right now, open up for my brothers and sisters new realms, God, of understanding, new realms of revelation, new realms, new realms, new realms. And Father, I pray they'll be convicted and driven to pursue those realms. And I pray, God, that those realms would become a reality. And Father, I bless my brother. The Bible says as long as the earth remains, there's seed time and a harvest. During the seed time, when the seed's germinating, it experiences a lot of dirt. It experiences a lot of pressure. But it has to die to itself to actually grow and live. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying there's been a lot of pressure. There's been a lot of dirt that you had to put up with, so to speak. Not even your own, but I'm just saying dirt. A lot of pressure where you found yourself dying to yourself. More and more in this season. But I heard the Lord say that in this season, you're going to come more alive than you ever have before. You might have died more, but you're going to live more. And the things of God are going to grow more and they're going to become alive more. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that this is a season of harvest. Like this is a season of great harvest. You had great pain. You had great resistance. But I felt like the Lord said that you as well had persistence. And you're about ready to see that you were waiting for that seed, not for nothing. You were waiting for that seed for something. And that something is coming. That harvest is coming and it's going to blow your mind what you see. Your eyes haven't seen, it hasn't laid a hold of a harvest that's about ready to overtake your life. But the Lord says you were the representation of that seed. There's been a lot of pressure, a lot of dirt, but you've died to yourself. You've been germinating and you've grown. And others have seen that and you should see, and I'm sure you do, you have grown. But the Lord said that growth has been intentional. It's not just so that you can get by today. It's actually for your future and where God's taking you. There is new realms and new things that are about ready to become reality. That the Lord said you had to have the seed time. You had to go through the dying. You had to go through the crucifying the flesh or whatever. You had to go through it. You might have thought it was unnecessary. Why did I have to go through it? But you're going to realize how necessary it was when you have the harvest going into your new reality realizing I needed this harvest so I needed that seed time so father I bless that right now in the name of Jesus because God says with promotion comes new responsibility as well as more privilege but also more opposition God said I needed to put something in you to make you stronger we all need this to make us stronger so that the old us wouldn't break because it would have. But the old person has died. The new person has come alive. Now God can send you into realms that you long for, not dying, but thriving. So Father, I bless that. And this is a season that you're about ready to step into what God held you back from. Because God said, I love you too much to release you at that moment. But I'm releasing you now because now is the time. Now is the time. Think of the patience that God had. Galatians 4 says, When the fullness of the time came, God sent his son. Can you imagine through all of Israel's rebellion? Can I just send them now? No, it's not time. Not time. Not right now. Think of that harnessing of himself. And I just felt like the Lord said he harnessed you for a season and everything inside of you was like, I want it now. God says you're about ready to experience now 
what you cried out for for now, but it was back then. I want it now, God. That now is becoming a reality now. It wasn't for then, it's for now. Last thing that I heard the Lord say, I saw your hands fit to a plow, and I saw you working at something very hard, and you've been working at it for a while, and it's been giving you what you need, and then some, but God says, I'm about ready to take your provision, and the fruit of your labor is about ready to increase. The fruit of your labor is about ready to increase, and you're going to realize, I didn't set my hands to this plow for nothing. And I know it's not about money, but I just felt like the Lord says that there is a harvest coming, even of finances, because you've worked, you've worked, you've worked. You're like, God, we've taken forever to build this. We've built this now, God, with you. We got the storehouse. Are you going to bring the provision? And I feel like God says you created the storehouse out of faith. Now get ready to see my faithfulness unleash more because you created the storehouse to store it. So, Father, I bless that. And I feel like something financial, like something with, I don't know if it's business, if it's just your life and what you've set your hands to the plow to, it's about ready to prosper. Ministry, whatever it is, you've set your hands to the plow, you haven't looked back, you've longed for the realm to become a reality, and it's about ready to become a reality. The harvest is on its way, and it's going to be of greater quantity and greater quality. So, Father, I bless that in Jesus' name. It's going as the Lord leads. If you got to go, I understand. We'll be back on Sunday. What time's the service? 10? 10. Father, I bless everyone in here. They got to go. Bring those realms, God, and then bring that conviction that drives them to seek it till it becomes a reality. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Amen.